The Synergy Automated Camera System, formerly known as Keymotion, is an AI-driven video capture system used by basketball teams all around the world. Our groundbreaking computer vision technology is the key to our best-in-class automated production product. Today's guest was our first U.S. client back in 2015. Always looking for an edge, he immediately saw the value the technology could bring to help make scouting upcoming opponents, reviewing his own team's games, and teaching his team through the use of video a more dynamic and efficient process. He was willing to take a chance on us when we were a little-known company out of Belgium. So first, I'd like to say thank you and welcome to my friend, Coach Jim Engels, the head coach at Columbia University. Prior to Columbia, Coach Engels had an incredible run at NJIT, where he was mid-major coach of the year, engineering one of the biggest turnarounds in Division I basketball history, highlighted with an upset at the University of Michigan. Welcome to the Synergy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Milton Lee, Chief Reputation Officer at Synergy Sports. In my free time, I moonlight as basketball pontificator extraordinaire. On this podcast, I will be talking sports tech with key decision makers at all levels of sport to find out how technology is impacting the way games are being played. Welcome, Coach. Good to see you. Hey, Mel. What's up, man? How are you? It's great to see you, too. Yeah. Um, so before we got started, you were touching on uh, what it feels like to have school back in session, kids on campus, and your first practice last week. So tell me what's going on in, in your mind. Like, how are you feeling about it? How are the kids feeling? Uh, you know, it's just really um, trying to – really been enjoyable. Uh, sometimes I've been a coach for a long time, and um, you know, without when, when we weren't able to play last year, obviously due to all the COVID stuff and the league shut us down. Um, so it was really a tough year because you get so used to your schedule and, you know, basketball is such a huge part of your life. And when you're not on the court, it's, it's, uh, there's definitely something missing. So it's been extremely enjoyable to get back on the court with the guys. You know, I think the guys have been, uh, have been terrific and I think they understand it. And it's something we've spoken about, like at any time, I really appreciate the moments you have because at any time things can be taken away from you. So we've really gone about uh, this season with that type of mantra. That's great. You know, um, I don't know that all of our podcast listeners would know uh, the Ivy League, the league that uh, Columbia is part of, was the one basketball league that did not play last year. That that must have made it even tougher. Yeah, it was definitely a challenge. Um, you know, obviously it was extremely tough time for everyone, uh, you know, with the pandemic that we were all going through and, and with a lot of the things that went on uh, across the United States uh, with social with uh, social unrest and yeah. social equity. So um, there were certainly a lot of things in the world that were way more important than basketball at the time. So um, but not to have that outlet for our guys, I think, um, was something that was that for me was was definitely disappointing because basketball for them is a, is something they do every day. It becomes part of their mental regime. And when we weren't able to play, we really had to talk to these guys and make sure that we did a lot of things around uh, uh, Zoom calls because we weren't allowed to be in person. We had to do a lot of things with Zoom, make sure we talked a lot about, you know, just making sure that they were safe and healthy and, 
and understood a lot of things that were going on and really put perspective on different things. Uh, I think we did a good job as a team and a program, and I think it's left us in a really good spot when we have gotten back on the court this past week. Yeah, you know, you brought up uh, a lot of different things that were going on. Um, and then also how basketball and sports in general, I feel, kind of fits in in that. Um, it's the thing that uh, so many of us count on as a release, as some a safe place, uh, whether you're playing on the court, whether you're coaching and preparing, whether you're watching, you know, they're all the spectators as well. Um, and, and when it's taken away from you, um, you, you really realize how much, how integral it was to your, to your life, uh, mental health and wellness uh, to catch a, a, you know, phrase that's being really come to the forefront in the last few months, year, I'd say, with, with COVID lockdown and how it anticipates athletes as well. Um, one bright spot, however, which uh, must have been terrific for the Columbia basketball teammates, for you as a coach, was Mike Smith at Michigan. I, I remember um, you talked to me about him his freshman year, and you just said, you, you know, watch this guy. He's got a chance to be something special. And uh, he was all Ivy. He had some huge games um against the best teams in the league and out of the league can, can you talk to us through what that experience was like um for truly the, the most successful former ivy league player that transferred uh, to a high major program that was number one in the country for a while yeah it, you know mike sort of became that um you know for lack of a better word that refuge for us because we were able to see uh, a columbia grad who was on the court and you know, our guys obviously were very close to him and, you know, we were all very supportive of what he was accomplishing. Um, it was great to watch Michigan through the course of the year. And, you know, I've told guys, I've told a lot of people that it's uh, Columbia, uh, a lot of the Columbia grads and Columbia alums and Columbia players became Michigan grads and alums and play, former yeah. players. You know? So they were really rooting him on. And um, he had an unbelievable run and uh, it was really fun to watch. So I, I was, we were all very, very happy and very proud of Mike. I think, you know, I, I've read a couple interviews with him and listened to podcasts he was on and, uh, he speaks very fondly of his time at Columbia and, uh, is very deferential to, um, the impact and the coaching that you had on him. And so it's something that, um, you should especially be proud of. Um, and, you know, just to reiterate, I'm in touch with, a bunch of former Ivy league players. And you say that Columbia alums became Michigan alums and fans. All of us uh, became Michigan alums and fans. Um, so let's, let's help uh, the audience get to know you a little bit better about um, who you are as a coach. You know, I, I've known you for a long time and I've watched your games. Um, and uh, I think you have a very creative offensive mind. Um, it's kind of, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, I think like a blended Princeton set. You have some principles where you really value the three. I know you've changed up some of the inside outside, but um, value the ball. And then uh, one thing that um, I think is indisputable if you just watch your games is you have razor sharp ATOs. And um, that is the after timeout plays. And to me, that is the, you know, one of the real, ultimate tests of coaching. That's thinking on your feet, figuring out the situation, understanding the matchups, figuring out what the coach on the other side is going to draw up for and how to put your players in, success, in a position to succeed. So 
Uh, I know I threw a lot about you out there about you and your coaching style, but um, let's start with the ATOs and then maybe you can talk us a little more through, uh, you know, coaching philosophy in general. Well, I really appreciate you saying that too, Mel. Thank you very much for noticing. Um, you know, we do a lot of work as a staff and as a program of, uh, we watch a lot of video and, um, you know, we have used, uh, we try to find as many different things and I'd like to take credit for a lot of the things that we've run, but uh, there's a lot of very creative coaches and we steal a lot of things. So um, <laughs> it's been, it's been very, it's been very good for us. And, you know, the big deal for us is, uh, as you know, from an analytics standpoint, you know, games are, the games are decided by one or two possessions and yeah. we really yeah. go in our, our guys understand that we would, we try to do as we try to do things as best as possible. We also try to make sure from a coaching staff perspective that we help our guys out as much as possible as well. So if we can get, if we can get one or two good opportunities to give our guys, you know, high quality shots, then we hopefully feel like that can affect the outcome of the game. So it's something that we've, uh, that we really take pride in. Coach, you're way oversimplifying uh, the expertise of the ATO just uh, to share with the audience again in that moment where you're figuring out who's on the court and who deserves, who, who should be the shooter um, and what the second derivative might be and how the defense might set up. Uh, there's so many different things. It's not just stealing a play. So um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let you just uh, <laughs> say that's it. Um, and then what's your philosophy as far as, um, you know, your, your offensive philosophy and how has that changed through the years? You know, how do, how do you value the three and what do you look for um, in a game to accomplish? Yeah. I mean, I think the one thing in the, in the, as an assistant, I was an assistant for 18 years and I've, I had a chance to work for some really good bosses, some people who are really good mentors for me. And uh, the one thing that allowed, they allowed me to do is to really take ownership as an assistant when I was at different spots. So they would allow me to make mistakes. They would allow me to have input as to what we were doing. And um, so it really helped me when I did become a head coach because I felt like I was pretty organized or at least had an understanding of the expectations of what we were supposed to accomplish. So, uh, you know, we do, we try to, we try to put a lot into uh, just the prep, prep work of uh, making sure that our guys are set for, for what we need to do. And, um, you know, the big thing as an assistant that you learn is, is that, you know, there's a lot of things that go into the success that you have as a program. So, you know, being when I was at NJIT, uh, the offense was really set up for, we were trying to, we were trying to manufacture or find a way that we could put guys into a system that would sort of implement or emphasize the strength of guys and sort of minimize weaknesses. I think that's pretty easy to say and it's pretty, pretty common sense. But um, so, you know, Princeton is obviously in our league and I hate to give them credit because they're one of our, they're obviously one of our, um, our main rivals, but the Princeton offense, Pete Carrill, I could always, I can remember sitting back when I was an assistant at Wagner, when I first got into coaching and we played at an uh, Iona at a tournament at Iona and Princeton was in the game. Uh, it was, it was Wagner, uh, the staff that I was involved with Princeton, Iona, and I can't remember the fourth team, but I sat there and sat there in awe. I'd watched Pete Carrill as he coached his team. And I just saw the way they took advantage of all these different little things. And I became very enamored with their spacing and very enamored with the system that they had. So it's always been something that I've gone back to. And I've, I've been able to talk to people from Princeton, uh, actually someone who's really helped me um, when Paul Cormier was the head coach at Fairfield ran a very similar um, offshoot uh, from a spacing standpoint. And I sat down with him. And so a lot of people have shared Dave Fosher, who used to be at Dartmouth, another person who's in our league uh, was able to find some different things through the Princeton concepts. And 
Um, so those are the things that I've sort of been brought up with and things that I've gone back to because I just feel comfortable with them. Coach, as a Penn alum, uh, trust me, I understand the pain in having to call it the Princeton offense. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so let's get to the topic at hand today. Um, you were the first coach in the U.S. to adopt what is now Synergy Automated Camera System. Uh, we knocked on your door. We're a little-known company out of Belgium called Keymotion. Um, but I'd also point out that you were a very early adopter of Synergy Sports Technologies foundational services back before the two companies were part of one. Um, and so I'm just curious, you know, technology, quite frankly, was new um, to the game of basketball when Synergy Sports Technology Foundation services came out. What, what, what is it about your personality or your curiosity um, that you think you might have been more open-minded uh, than maybe some others um, to, to adopting first Synergy, but then uh, the key motion cameras? Yeah, I mean, again, when we were at NGIT, we were looking for advantages. Like, I think there's so many, um, there's a lot of proprietary things that go on Um you know, from, especially from your business, but in our business as coaches, you're always looking to steal things, to be honest with you. And you're always looking for examples of things that you can use for your team that would fit what you're doing. And, um, I remember someone, uh, when key motion was first presented to us, uh, NGIT at the time was, we were just making the jump from division two to division one. And we were still going through the, the, uh, process of being, classified as a division one program. We didn't have a lot. Uh, it was very hard to recruit. Um, we didn't have a conference. Um, our gym was not set up. Our gym was, uh, actually very European in, in the way it was. It had no air conditioning. It only had one, it only had one bleacher on one side. You know, the, I benches, were, the benches were on concrete walls. So, you know, it felt like you were in a, some small gym in, in Rome somewhere. Um, and, so we had to find ways to, we had to find competitive things that we could use to sell for recruiting and sell for development for our recruits and for our players to help them develop and give them reasons why, hey, this is what we're going to try to do for you guys as you're here. So when Keymotion was presented, it really was just an easy decision. I, I went to my AD and I said, listen, this is, the camera is something that you just, it's a, it's a really innovative camera. It follows the ball. You can put your iPad on. I, we don't need a manager. We don't have to pull the bleachers out so we can have access to the full courts that we have. We can have shooting drills on normally that we, you know, we weren't able to do when we had to film practice. We don't need manager. It was very hard to find a manager, to be really honest with you. So we could just program in this time and the, the key motion would come on and it, it would just, uh, and it was something that you just had right after practice. And it was extremely in, uh, impactful for our kids, for me as a coach. Um, and it was so easy and accessible. And it really was perfect for what we were trying to do. So um, I was all in with it. And, you know, I've been, uh, when I was at NJIT and then coming to Columbia, it was the first thing I asked for when I got to Columbia as well. So um, it's been very helpful. And then the Synergy stuff, if I remember correctly, um, you know, they were two separate companies at the time and Synergy was in its infancy. And I believe Paul Lee, who was at Columbia, who was an assistant at Columbia, who I, who I'd always interacted with, was a friend of mine. Um, I think he was the one who brought up Synergy and said, Hey, there's a system you might want to take a look at it. 
and I reached out and seeing the access, the instant access you had to films where you could watch your opponents play or you could watch teams play. And, um, you know, I was just, as a coach, you're, you're a video guy, you're a junkie. You're always watching different teams. You're always watching, trying to pull things from different things. And, um, I loved it. And, um, you know, synergy is something that I literally use. It's part of my daily regime. So I, you know, I, when I wake up, there is always a segment of my day, one or two hours a day where I'm on synergy watching film, not only of our team, but of other teams. Um, you know, I've, I've actually used the uh, the stuff that we have um, where we we use NBA players. Where we'll make edits of NBA players to show to our team. Like you know, our guys want to they want to find people that they want to be like, right? So we'll bring up like Chris Paul and show it to our point guard. Um, so we'll have the NBA package, and then we'll also have the internet. I I love personally like watching the international packages. I like watching the the FIBA national teams, and I also watch um, international coaches. I've over the course, especially. Over the course of my time as a coach, I've gotten a chance to meet coaches from all different from uh, all different levels and, and talk to coaches from all different levels. And, you know, I really enjoy the European coaches perspective on things because uh, a lot of the stuff that they do is really sort of fits what we try to do. So it's um, it's really been uh, it's it's an unbelievable tool and we really, we really enjoy it. I feel like we could stop now. You just uh, summarized the whole uh, <laughs> synergy foundational and uh, automated camera system. Uh, package and uh, all its benefits. <laughs> um, so when you first were thinking of using the automated camera systems at NJIT, um, it sounds like it was probably something that the use cases grew over time where where you probably thought like, hey, th this is going to be cheaper than hiring a body um, and uh, it gives me the full court like, like what initially were you trying to solve for or were you well aware of kind of the breadth of what it might solve for um, for you at NJIT with that specific situation? It was um, it, honestly, it was a manpower thing and it was it was a structural thing. Um, like I said, we would have to pull our bleachers out and then set up a video camera. And if you pull the bleachers out, you lost you lost two full baskets. Yeah. And then we went from. We went from six baskets to to actually there was then there was four baskets and then when I was in NJT we had to share the gym so they put a curtain down so those two other baskets the squash there'd be a squash tournament going on like intramurals or there'd be the baseball team would be hitting in the in the cage or <laughs> the women's basketball would be practicing so we really only had access to two courts if we had to pull our bleachers out so it was just so uh, it was so perfect for the structure and the, the, the facility structure that we had. And then, like I said, from a manpower issue, we just didn't have enough people. Um, so I couldn't, it was very hard to find a manager uh, because it was just, we, we were in it where our program was in its infancy. We just didn't have a lot of following at that time. And, um, you know, it was a school that was still trying to figure out the athletic component. So there weren't a lot of kids that were really interested in it. So uh, that's why we really did it. It just made so much sense. Um, it's interesting because um, I do remember a conversation we had maybe maybe a, two years afterwards, maybe it was when you were transitioning to Columbia, um, and you talked to me about, you know, one of the things that you at that point were felt enhanced your productivity was that there was really no downtime, right? Whether it was a game or a practice, um, 
you're like, look, you know, we all have places to go. Uh, my family has to sacrifice, um, you know, games sometimes end later than they want. And if I have to wait for 45 minutes for a download onto my computer, you know, that just is not optimal. And with the key motion system, you know, I'm at home on my couch reviewing film, um, you know, with my, with my kid and, 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 you know, it, it just speeds things up and made, makes me more productive. And um, I'm, not, I'm not waiting around for things. Was, was that efficiency slash productivity something that kind of came later? Um, or, you know, how do you view that? No, you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, the access to it was instantaneous. So, like you said, uh, especially in the Ivy League, you know, we our schedule, they have – adjusted our schedule so we we used we used to play friday saturdays all the time in our league and now they've adjusted a little bit so we still have friday saturday segments of games and on a friday night um if you have to wait for a download like you said for you know to be put on your computer and then you know i I don't like to sit in the office i like to come home and and sit down and watch the game by myself and and um, and sort of digest it myself and then i'll digest it with my staff afterwards but you know coming home at 11 o'clock and I live, you know, I live a decent amount outside of New York city just because I've, it's where I've lived on basically all my life. So we haven't moved into the city. So when I drive 45 minutes, I get home, I, I take my iPad out and I'm able to watch our game right off the bat instant. And then I can watch it multiple times. So there is no wasted time. Um, it's extremely efficient. And the thing that you can do, which I really like about it as well, is that you can tag, you know, like, um, you know, I, I'll tell my, my staff to, to tag certain things, but there's a lot of times where there is that miscommunication or you, know, you tell them what you want, but then they don't quite grasp what it is. So like, I'll go through it too. And then I'll just add that into what the packages of stuff that they've, that they've tagged as well. So um, it, the assess, the accessibility of it and the ease of it was, was really perfect. I mean, I literally was amazed at how much, like how innovative it was. And, um, and I mean, it's, it's a huge, it's been a huge tool. And, and I, again, I, I'm not, I, I, this is the truth. Like, I'm not trying to sell the program. I understand this is what you guys want, yeah. but this is actual, you know, ease of use. And, you know, I'm amazed and I, I'm happy to see that, uh, that you guys have been able to sort of, I guess, add a lot more programs in across the country. But, you know, the other thing that was added, that was another thing that I liked was, as I mentioned about film, when I was initially given the system, I said, okay, I'll do this. You know, I like it. I love it. I'll pay for it. I think it's very impactful, but I know it was based out of Europe at first. So they were giving me, they were showing me the different, like the teams that they were using. I think at the time the, they had the French league. Yes. And, and um, so they would say, Hey, listen, we'll give you access to these games. And I said, yeah. So, and then I would go home and watch, I watched like live, European right. games. It was awesome. Yeah. And, and I felt like I was gaining an advantage from a coach because mm-hmm. I was getting access to things that nobody else had access to only your only French coaches. Right. So I was able to steal some concepts here and there and it was great. You know, I'm a little disappointed that everybody has these systems now. <laughs> um, well, coach, th- those kind words are going to mean a lot to, uh, the people that built this system, you know, our engineers that work so hard across all of Synergy's platforms, um, you know, they kind of put this out into the universe and they trust um, in sales and marketing that we're making impact. But when they hear these stories um, about how it 
made you more productive or get, you know, made you feel uh, more knowledgeable or more prepared or helped you prepare your team. Uh, that really actually means a lot. And I think for, for especially our engineering staff, it makes it all worth it. Um, we've touched a couple of times on, you know, NJIT's budget, um, Columbia's budget, you know, I, I, we, we all know that, uh, it's just not, not as big as a high major. You can't go out and get the eight latest technologies and, you know, travel to all the events. And, you know, so when you went to Columbia, um, for us, for, for our company at still an early stage and you fought for it, you said, um, you know, I need this and this has to be, if I'm coming to Columbia, this has to be part of that. Um, you know, that was something that really, again, gave us confidence that we were on the right track and we were, we were helping, um, the growth of coaching and basketball. You know, I, I'm in touch with a, a few of the alums from Columbia. I went to high school with John Dwyer. Uh, I think he was Columbia 89 and, um, I've known John Bauman, who's in Columbia Hall of Fame for a long time, and uh, I'm good friends with Scott Bennett. And they, they've mentioned that you've actually mentioned um, our technology in some of the alumni newsletters um, and uh, how useful it is. So thanks for that as well. If you were coaching um, at a high major program and you did have all the technologies in the world, um, would Synergy's automated camera system still be part of your day to day? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's interesting. I, a friend of mine who coaches with uh, one of the NBA teams uses it. And um, the one thing that I actually started to implement this year was uh, I, I was, he sent me some clips of some things that they didn't practice. And I noticed that their cameras were synergy cameras, um, were key motion uh -huh. cameras. And uh, so I pulled my video guy in and said, listen, this is I want to make a video book and this is exactly what we have. We have access to the same exact system they have. So, you know, you can change the cameras. So now we have these different camera angles and we have the full court camera angle. And so I took the actual video that I was sent, like the clips and the snippets that I was sent the drills that this coach sent me. And I showed it to my, to a couple of my assistants said, Hey, let's, let's use it. This is exactly what I want. Let's do the exact same thing. So, Interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. And so now we're, 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 compiling a, a video playbook of our drills mm -hmm. and our plays and not only for me well it's got it's really for me like i have everything i have folders and folders of like notebook paper and napkin paper of plays that i've written and stuff like that <laughs> and i'm not lying Milt, i actually went through my stuff yesterday and i went through my house i have stuff that, like there is there's like, if anybody ever buys my house, they may find <laughs> stuff in this house years later of like a two guard play from stolen from somebody. So I had all these folders. I walked into the office yesterday with all these folders of all these plays, probably from like 10 years. And so I'm trying to, and I do it for myself because it's just easy for me to remember, but I'd like to actually compile all this stuff in a video playbook. And that's what I have people doing right now. So this is literally something that we are working on uh, at this time. That's great. That's great. I, I the analogy, the uh, the visual of um, plays being drawn up on a napkin or back of an envelope, and then like I got to keep this. And yep. You, you sock it away in the folder. That's such great old school coach speak. Um, I get, I, I've been yelled at many times by my wife. Put this stuff away. 
So I've had to find places to put it. So, so you talked about looking at the game and then making some of the tags yourself uh, right after the game of things you want to annotate and review. Um, so what, what happens with your staff? Tell me the workflow after a game. Are assistants doing the same thing? Are VCs, is your VC doing the same thing? How does it all get aggregated? And how does it come out the way you want it, um, you know, as you guys have access to this technology? Yeah, so what we do is I'll, within my staff, I will delineate, like, who's in charge of what. So one guy would be in charge of defense for practice and games. The other guy, offense, special situation. Another guy would be special situations, baseline of bounds, sideline of bounds, you know, and then some miscellaneous stuff. And I'll give everybody on my staff some sort of um, – you know, just responsibilities and say, Hey, after practice today, you, I want you to go and put, get on key motion or, you know, make sure you're watching our defense and clip up stuff and bring kids in and watch things that need to be worked on for tomorrow. And then let's talk about it. Um, so we do that for practice every day. And then for the games, uh, obviously the same thing. Um, so I don't necessarily have a offensive coordinator or defense coordinator. Cause I really do sort of everything. I got have my hand in everything, but I do give responsibility to guys so they know exactly what they should focus on in practice and also with our players so they can talk to our players about specific stuff that, you know, that I may miss or that, that I may reference. Um, so we do it that way. And then from a scouting perspective, um, we will, you know, we use synergy. We, obviously we watch as many games as possible. We, we, we will watch, go through the different games and then we will have our video coordinator put together the edits and stuff so that we will share with the team. So, um, that's sort of the way we compile the games, but I really like it. Just uh, really the practice and the development piece. We have stats that we compile every day for practice that we use, that we will tag through through our video stuff through Synergy and Keymotion. Yep. Um, and then we keep our, like I said, we compile it and we will keep it, so we at least we have a history of it, so we can look back and say, hey, you know, three years from now, hopefully we have a player as good as Mike Smith in our program, you know, and and we can say, hey, this guy, hey. You know, Johnny Smith is is on the same track like as Mike from a from an analytics standpoint and compile those different things. So we can have a history of it and it creates a culture, too, I think, that our guys know that, um, you know, this is this is someone that that you may not know, but you may have seen play. But at least, you know, that these are things that you're you're moving towards. I think you've mentioned in the past that um, the key motion technology was was a differentiator. Um, you're recruiting guys and you're showing them like, hey, we're using cutting edge technology and we're going to help you be the best version of you. And here's an example of how. Um, is it still a different differentiator or is it or is it um, kind of par for the course, uh, would you say, these days? Uh, yeah, I don't, honestly, I, it was really something that we talked about recruiting wise a number of years ago. You know, I've been a head coach now, I think this is my 14th year. So when we were using it back in the day, like we don't rest necessarily, we will reference like the, we, we, we always in recruiting reference develop, you know, you're always looking to develop kids, you know, want kids to come through and develop over the four years that they're with you and move on. So we reference it, um, but it's not everybody has it now. There's right. everybody has everybody has some sort of analytic piece to their 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 program. Somebody on their on their staff that's doing analytics stuff, and somebody who's doing video stuff. And yep. so it's hard to be a differentiator. Yep. I think now everybody's trying to find and parse little things, which in every little thing that they can find is an advantage. Um, 
So those are the things I think that become proprietary within each program that you have sure. to do. Um, well, that's good news for us. Uh, you know, one of the things that we're trying to drive towards is eventually real-time integration of the synergy tagging um, plus the automated camera systems. So right now in real time, you can turn around the camera systems and review a play um, eventually. And I'm not saying it's tomorrow, uh, but we are going to try to get that data to you uh, broken down in real time. And, and we've made a lot of headway in that. Um, so let's pivot a little and talk a little more about synergy. Um, so give me the use cases is it to review your own team? Is it to review the upcoming opponent? Is it to um, look at the styles of coaches over in Europe? Is it to work on individual player tendencies? Like what 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 are the top areas that you rely on synergy for? Well, I think one of the things, you know, I think everything, all those things you mentioned, it touches a lot of those different things. I think the one thing that's come up now is that the NCAA is going to allow us to have video uh, capabilities on the bench now, which to me, um, I think we're perfectly set up with key motion because we have access now to our tagging capabilities. So in the first half, we'll be able to tag stuff and then, which we haven't been able to do. And then we'll be able to walk into our locker room and actually show a video or show something. Um, so I think the system is totally, I think that is the new frontier for this stuff. Like as the NSA allows us more capabilities to deal with technology, um, I think it's, it's really going to be very impactful for our program, you know, this year and going into the future. So I think that's, that's exciting. Very, yeah, it is very exciting. It's very interesting. And I, and I will be honest with you, there's, there's so much stuff that you can do with this stuff. Like you can get inundated and, um, you can get a little overwhelmed. I, I know there's a lot of good coaches out there who are way more intelligent than I am, who are really into this, like, or breaking down little different things. And, um, so there's a, there's a little bit, I wouldn't say pressure, but there's an understanding by my part that, Hey, you know, there's, we have to delve into this stuff. We have to use this because at times, you know, I, I go back to the old school stuff of, Hey, yeah. you know, it's practice. It's, you know, it's getting on the court, making sure guys are playing hard. Right. Um, so those are things that I go, that I revert back to because that's my comfort level. But with this technology stuff, you know, with the ease and the availability and the access of it, it's, it really is something that should allow us some, um, hopefully some advantages, some competitive advantages this year, because if we utilize it the correct way. So, you know, I think that's the big thing. And then with all the stuff that you mentioned, um, there is, there's a, just a, it's just, like I said, it's just a routine now. It's part of my day, you know, as a coach, you know, doing this for as long as I have, you know, video is, I remember when I was little growing up and um, I was I used to fancy myself a good shooter. And I remember videotapes, uh, probably a lot of your audience wouldn't remember what a videotape is anymore. But I used to, I used to look at and buy videotapes of like George Lehman. I don't even, I, I, he was a shooting, he was like the first shooting instructor. And he had these two videos um, that I bought and I would come home from school and put them in and he'd have drills and techniques. He talked about balance, eyes, elbow. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I was always, always like, I always liked watching the videos like I always. And so I would go, I mean, I have videotapes again, stored through my house. I probably have $10,000 worth of videotapes 
Are you, are you sure they have value? Are, are we saying 10000 when I originally bought them or what their value yeah. is today? Over the course of all this stuff, it's got to be, you know, 35 bucks a tape, you know, yeah. back in the day. But um, so I have all these tapes. So I always, my mind always was on that stuff. Like I just enjoyed watching the game and learning the game and, and seeing people explain it. So I had a, a visual of it. So my mind has always worked that way. Um, and, uh, you know, that's why this stuff has always been very prevalent in my day. Um, and that's why that, I really that's, like that's it. interesting, uh, backdrop. So you kind of touched on a point of, um, too much, right? Is there too much information? Um, am I going to give my players too much where they become thinkers instead of just reactors? And so, you know, how do you solve for that? And then also, what are your thoughts on how technology is affecting our game? Um, we know how it affects people off the court. Um, you know, if anyone's seeing what's going on with Facebook and Instagram and how it's affecting uh, young adults, um, how, how is some of these technologies and the information you're getting affecting the game for better or for worse? Yeah, you know, that probably is the greatest. That's a terrific question. And that's something um, that as a coach, there is so much access to stuff now. The one thing that I've noticed is um, like our players in particular, when they go home, you know, they'll they will like they have their synergy accounts. So they will. I know when they log in and, and to, to these kids credit, they log in all the time. And I don't know what they're watching half the time, but they're watching something. And so they're, you know, they're watching former games or other players, uh, you know, different, you know, different players that they might want to emulate. So I know they're watching this or they may go home and they might, they may watch, there's some outstanding podcasts and outstanding YouTube um, channels. So they'll go home and watch a YouTube channel of a kid, of a, of a offense or a defense. And, like in the past, you never had Kim's kids come in and talk about strategy or technique because they always just oh, listen. That's interesting. You know? That's really interesting. And now, the coach, like you got to understand, like these kids have so much access to to these different things that they see and YouTube and like I said, like they'll go home and they'll be they'll be coaching the team with you. That's interesting. That. Yeah, and then. So you really have to be up on your stuff. Like it, it can get a little overwhelming. Like you can implement something that you, that you want to try. And in the past, like you would throw it in there and say, let's see how this looks. And then you throw it in. And then some kid will be like, this isn't going to work. I already saw it on YouTube. Right. <laughs> and then you're like, you're like, what? And then, and then you think to yourself, yeah, you know, I can't believe this kid is, is doing more coaching than I am right now. Right. <laughs> So oh it's really, it, it can be a little intimidating. It can definitely be a lot. And, and in some ways I try to tell our guys like, Hey, um, you need to focus. We talk about team first, self last focus on our team. Don't focus on what, you know, somebody else is doing or what it's great to have access to that stuff. But you have to understand that we have to implement stuff for our team. It's what works for a different team might not necessarily work for us. And, you know, and that's where you have to trust what, what I'm trying to, you know, I have to trust my experience and what I've done to make sure that I'm putting us in the best position to be organized for what's going to work for us. So, you know, it, there is a lot, there is a lot of stuff and these kids are so technologically savvy. It's um, for someone who's, you know, I'm 53 years old. I'm not even that old, 
right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what the next, like, I'm not, you know, I don't know what the next thing is going to be. So you got to try and figure it out, you know? Is there, you know, when, when you talk about the next thing and who knows what's being invented by these, you know, geniuses coming out of all these uh, great schools, but um, is there something that you think of that you're like, ah, if we had this, that would make my day-to-day a lot easier. That would make the ability to communicate with my players a lot more effective or, or have you thought of that? Well, I think if I did, I would not be sharing with <laughs> you right so we can we can have a private conversation. We can work up a contract. So okay, we'll get you on a consulting uh, agreement. Yeah. So we only have a couple more minutes here. Um, I listened to one of your uh, a podcast that you were on, and I didn't realize, as you mentioned, you were an assistant for eighteen years. Um, you're on your second head job now. Uh, do you have you know, a lot of our audience are aspiring head coaches? Um, whether they're DOBOs or VCs or volunteer assistants and assistant coaches um, in, in a lot of different sports. Um, so what, what would be some words of advice? What worked for you? What do you think uh, would work for the next generation of aspiring coaches? Yeah, an- another great question. Um, I think the thing, you know, I was an assistant for 18 years. I think the one thing that I did uh, was I just did my job. Um, I never was looking for the next job. Um, whatever I was asked of, I did it at a hundred percent. And then I always was looking to expand and I always thought of myself, not in an arrogant way, but I always was putting together booklets of things that I could use to organize my thoughts for when I did have my opportunity. Um, you know, I've, I've worked, you know, a couple of guys I've worked for, I would walk in with these books and they'd be like, what are those? And I'd go, well, those are plays. <laughs> And, and they'd look at me like, what? And I said, yeah, I just compiled all these plays, you know? And um, so, like, that's, it's, I, I think, to give myself some sort of credit, I think I've just done my job. And, and that's another reason why I was able to, you know, to, to hang around as long as I did, because my wife really did take care of the family. If, you know, yeah. it was, I was very lucky in that sense. But, um, so, it wasn't about the money. I never took the job because of the money. I took, I loved the situation. I can remember when I was, at Wagner and being in New York, you'd run to, you'd run to the newsstands, you'd go to the train station or you go to the, the newsstands on the corner, trying to find street and Smith and see where they had us rated in the, in the Northeast conference. And it was just that excitement and energy. And you know, I think that's the one thing you can't lose sight of, you know, obviously this is an unbelievable career and an unbelievable lifestyle that we lead, but um, it really is about just doing your job and, and, um, and hopefully doing it just to do it at the, at the maximum. And when you do it that way, you know, I, I was able to get recognized because people would see me in the gym. I'll be the last person, first person in the gym, last person in the gym. And it's corny to say that, but that's what I did. And, um, and that's why, you know, I got, I was able to make some luck out of this too and get some lucky opportunities. And, you know, that's where I was able to get the situation that I'm in now. Sometimes you hear people say, I would do this job for free, but you don't often see uh, seven years grinding it out uh, as a testament to your work ethic, your passion, um, your love for what you were doing. And um, we wish you success uh, with this upcoming season and uh, for the rest of your basketball career. You're a great influence on the game, uh, great uh, ambassador of technology uh, for the game of basketball. And we appreciate our relationship with you, Coach. 
Thanks very Milt, much. Thank you so much. You've been a terrific friend. I appreciate all your support and I, I wish you guys the best of luck as well. Make sure let's, let's figure out something that we can invent so we can all be yeah. really, really rich though. All exactly. right. All right, coach. Thanks a lot. Thank you.